0: get into the mindset, get into the groove. So
1: (laughs) why have you given up video games?
0: Uh, it's just, uh, it's TV season. You know what I mean? There's some good shows out. Yeah, I'd say so. We got the curse with Nathan Fielder and Benny Safdie and the new season of Fargo just finished. And Mm. now true detective is back. It's, it's TV season,
1: TV season. All right. All right.
0: Oh, Also, I have not played the new Prince of Persia yet, so maybe that's just my bad.
1: (laughs) I, I like, watched a video of that. Oh, you have it?
2: I played it. How'd you play it? it? Oh. Oh, there's There's a demo?
1: demo? On what? PC? Steam? I
2: put it on Xbox, but I think it's on Uplay as well. Hmm. Huh. Is it good? Uh, It was good. Yeah, I liked it. It was like a Metroidvania with Spectacle Fighter combat. It kind of reminded me a little bit of God of War, the old ones. Wow.
3: A little bit.
0: Oh. I might, I might check that it, it out. It seemed though. cool. It
2: had a dash system it had a parry system like Sekiro. <laughs> Every game has a dash system now. It seemed fun. I I, I definitely want to play it. It's not on Steam, and I'm like, you know, a Steam ID log, so I'm going to wait like a year, and I'll get it on Steam when it's on a discount for $30. I've okay. got a lot of games to play. So, you me.
1: Orin, tell me something. I'm seeing an extra handsome face in our feed today. Can you can you tell me why that is? What's going on here? Orin's like knee deep in a text. I love it. This guy's <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm like, I, I'm
0: I, yeah. I've just uh, yeah. I, we um. Well, let me uh, give some context. We we went to the game awards. Uh, Aaron and I, which was really awesome, and we met some really cool people. And one such person who was super cool and we really hit it off with was Samson, who. Runs the Grow Level Up podcast, among other things, and is very you know involved with the community. He's really involved with the kind of funny community. So I thought I would you know kind of toss the ball to him to let him introduce himself a little bit more. But I'm really happy to have you, Samson.
3: Yeah, thanks, Aaron, Warren, Kevin. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for having me on this uh, cozy, cozy podcast today, the Jump Crouch Podcast. But hello, everyone. My name is Samson. Uh, I am the host, producer, editor. Uh, of all hats of the Grow Up, Level Up podcast. It's a podcast where we talk to folks about the fun and games that helped us grow up, as well as the fun and games that we choose to play today in our day-to-day lives. And uh, in that podcast, I interview folks that may be in the games industry, uh, maybe are out of the games industry but play games for fun, uh, and maybe don't play video games at all. Just talk about like what they do for fun, what is considered fun for them. And I've been doing that podcast for... Just under a year now, started back in April, Uh, so we're still small beans. But if you are interested in checking out some of the interviews I've done with uh, folks like Ryan O'Callaghan from the New York Video Games Chronicle or my friend Safran, who is like... A data analyst but also runs marathons and bikes long distances <laughs> for fun uh definitely check that out I, I try to bring the good vibes and and it's a passion project of mine so i really enjoy it you can find it on uh youtube and podcast services just look up grow up level up or grow up level grow up level up gulu as some would call it
0: well, well, thanks for being on, Samson. Sorry, I eschewed a grow up, level up. My bad. Yeah, that's all. Mis- mispronounced the podcast. It's a so- long name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, so- it's so great to have you on. And uh, yeah, that we're gonna be talking about things we're really excited for in 2024. This pod podcast mm-hmm. for the games industry and for video games as a whole.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited to chat about this stuff. Like, I don't usually get to nerd out. Like, all my friends are big gamers anyways, but I don't usually get to nerd out about what's coming up next, what people are playing, uh, and uh, reacting to the news and stuff. So this is a really awesome opportunity. Thanks, everyone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. It's great to have you. All right. Oren, where are we at? Why don't we talk about, I'm going to literally just just ignore the show notes for a second and skip straight to this this Xbox Direct. We, let's let's talk about this. Orin, yeah, let's do it. This? Can you handle this? Yeah. Are you guys ready for this? Yeah. All right. What, what happened? What did we see there?
0: Uh, yeah. I, they I showed Indiana split.
2: Jones and a couple other games that I don't remember. But they showed Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh, no. Uh. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. They, they showed uh, Avowed. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed the 4X game, which I actually did put the name of it. I'm sorry about that. I don't know. ARA? Was Ara? Yeah, was it's it? Ara.
4: A-R-A. Yeah. A-R-A. ARA. Ara. It looks
2: cool, actually. Um, I, I haven't played a 4X game since. I was listening to the like Civilization 2 PS1 music while watching mm. that because I love that like uh uh kind of Indian percussive they have playing in that game's menu. So but it reminded me of of playing that game back on the, in the old days. But I, I haven't played a force game in forever and I've been playing some CRP's as Aaron recently so it seemed like maybe it's time to go back and try it. I haven't played in forever. So it seemed yeah. cool. What else did they show? They showed they should
0: avowed.
1: Avowed they uh, showed Hell Hellblade.
2: Hellblade too they, Hellblade.
0: Yes. And, and uh Game with No
3: Shadows. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: Visions of Mana.
0: Visions of Mana. Whatever.
3: One of the Manas. <laughs> yeah, one of
0: the, one manas. of the Manas. Yeah, I like. it's uh, so funny. I just remember Indiana Jones and Hellblade and three other games that I wasn't as into, but those two I was pretty excited to see. I mean, we finally got a release date for Hellblade 2, which I think is mm-hmm. exciting, but I have this existential thought when it comes to Hellblade 2 where it's like I've been anticipating this game for so long and I've been excited about for so long. And it's just going to be a seven hour game. I just blast through in a day or two. And then it's like, oh, well, well, there Wait you go. Minute.
1: Wait a minute. Oren, you are the king of saying we need to normalize short games. We need more short games. These games are too long. I'm so sick it's of your hundred hour games. And now you're it's bitching true. about a game doing that. Come on. you Goldilocks, what's going on here?
0: I'm sorry. It's, it's over. I, I've been exposed. But usually when it comes to really anticipating games, it's like, oh, I'm going like, to put so much time into this game. But this game, yeah, I'm going to just blast through it in like two days. Yeah. <laughs> I feel
3: that. I, 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 I've always wondered about folks that like waited for Spider-Man 2 for like like a year and then they finish it in a weekend. Like and you pour hours and hours into it. But then it's like, oh, man, you... Week multiple weekends of waiting ended up being like one weekend of what you were waiting for. <laughs> but I guess I mean that's like a lot of things like concerts as well and movies, yeah. I guess. Movies, yeah. Um uh, shows.
0: Definitely. I get really excited for a 90-minute movie, you know, that for, <laughs> for decades or whatever. Um, totally. But um yeah, Hellblade 2 I was excited about. Um and I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the Indiana Jones game. I'm a little mixed on it just because it seems like it's Wolfenstein, but less fun. <laughs> I know that sounds mean, but... How I'm do you like, know
1: how fun it is? You haven't played it yet.
0: That's true. I guess I just like to shoot stuff, and yeah. I just like to see the gore, and I like to see the crazy tonal shifts of Wolfenstein, which they did so brilliant brilliantly in the last couple games. Maybe not so much Youngbloods, but... Um, yeah, I mean, Wolfenstein with less gore and more platforming and puzzle solving... Ah... Uh, I don't know but what do you guys think what do you think aaron
1: uh i i don't know i i'm open-minded um avowed look bad to me like loadouts in a rpg i was just kind of like i'm sure it'll be great i i was i'll take pillars of eternity 3 over that um i but indiana jones i'm i'm like optimistic i i apparently it's they've made games like that before. I never played the Chronicles of Riddick, but I guess I hear that that's uh, how that game is. So, what do you think, Kevin?
2: It looked like that. That's why I kept thinking. I was like, this looks like Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> it looks like Escape from Butcher Bay. Like stealth, first-person stealth, sneak attacks, with like some small amounts of combat, but not like... An, it looked like it had more combat than Riddick did. I don't remember Riddick having a ton. There was some, but there wasn't a lot. But that game seemed like it had like a lot of brawl, fist fighting, and whipping attacks and stuff sure i think like despite the fact that obviously i want a shooter from machine games because they make my like my favorite shooters but i it wouldn't make sense if Indiana jones like running through with dual shotguns blasting nazis faces off as much as i want that to be the case it doesn't know if it makes sense (laughs) i think they, they they approached it the franchise what the spirit of it is i think in the right way for a gameplay perspective um is it the franchise I wanted from them? Not necessarily, but I'm not against it. I think it could be cool. So they're like, I'll play it, you know?
3: So it's on my radar as well. Yeah. Indiana Jones. I think, um, I liked the movies growing up. Uh, I can't say I care much for them today. I haven't even watched the newest one yet, but I do enjoy cool adventure games. Like, uh, yeah, they said it was like world spanning adventure. It's going to have a decent story. Um, it's funny you bring up the Chronicles of Riddick games. Cause I think, I guess they went to machine games for this project because they're, they're good at doing cinematics and telling stories through cinematics, which lots of games do. But I think like, yeah, there, there's a certain style that machine games has to their cinematics, like blending the fantastical with the, with the grounded reality, like Wolfenstein. Um, so, but gameplay wise, I, I agree. It, looks like fisty cuffs and not much shooting which was kind of what i I liked wolfenstein for was the -the over-the-topness and indiana jones is a little more grounded than that
0: yeah yeah i mean overall i'm gonna play it because it's gonna be on game pass but it is like a little there's something a little stale about it that i can't put my finger on it's like this old franchise that hasn't really had like an amazing movie since the eighties. And it's like, like, uh and, and also uh Nathan Drake has eaten its lunch. And then you have Tomb Raider. It's like kind of like the third serving of this type of genre. So I'm a little less enthused by it, but if they're able to n- nail the gameplay loop, it could be interesting.
4: Mm. The,
2: the one thing I have to say is the fact that they didn't make it a third person cover shooter. Is a good thing. Oh yeah. uh, Oh yeah, definitely. That's what I expected them to do. That's like that would have been the like you know market optimization strategy would have been like just rip off Uncharted, and they're making Mm -hmm. it a first person game. So like there's there's definitely something there. I think that's pretty cool. They're doing a unique take on it. I do think that franchise is big enough that I'm hoping. I guess that they're hoping they'll really cash in because obviously, yeah, Jones. You
4: know.
0: (laughs) Uh, I do like that they brought the uh, Indiana Jones punch back because I don't know if you guys know the story of this, but Steven Spielberg wanted to give Indiana Jones a distinct sound when he punched uh, Nazis. So his punch sounds different from any other punch in cinema, and I think they kept the same sound effect when he punched Nazis, which I thought was cool. That's cool. Mm. I saw Wilhelm scream, cool, too. Yeah. 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 Wilhelm scream. <laughs> That's a classic. Gotta have that. Classic, yeah. Gotta have mm.
1: that. Well, okay, tell me this. It's going to be on Game Pass, but if it weren't on Game Pass... Each of you, would you buy this game from what what you've seen today? Are you ready to I put down will. your money?
3: Okay, Kevin will buy it. Samson, it's probably be a pass for me.
1: Yeah,
0: it, I'll probably get it if it's especially if it reviews well, just because I support machine games. So, yeah, yeah. All right. but I don't yeah. think I'll like it as much as Wolfenstein.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. I'm hoping it's if they make a more interesting kind of first-person stealth game that incorporates lots of like interesting sneaking and you know maybe light immersive sim kind of stuff, thiefy gameplay could be fun. But uh, I don't really know what to expect. I never played the Chronicles of Riddick or whatever. Butcher Bay.
0: Also, the storytelling of uh, New Order and New Colossus was so good, and yeah, I the nothing in that trailer really spoke to me in the way those games did. <laughs> So hopefully I'm wrong and they do some crazy stuff with the storytelling. But yeah, the new Colossus—that's that's one of the best video game stories ever, I think. So we'll mm. see what they do.
3: Hmm. The, the Great Circle doesn't intrigue you enough.
0: I know. <laughs> <The> Great Circle. <laughs> I like. Uh, it yeah. was like watching the direct uh, with my brother, and and like I just audibly said like the Great Circle. That's the name. <laughs> <laughs> I it's had a similar nice. thought. I was like, "That's mm. the name."
2: So there was a leak. Oh, yeah. They said that was the name, and I was like, "I hope that that's like a you know early title, like a code name, red
4: herring."
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's
4: a bit of a strange name.
2: Uh,
0: anyway, but like, what what did you guys think overall of the direct? Um, I I'll share my thoughts first. I thought a lot of people loved on the internet, just like looking at Twitter, that people loved like all the developer interviews and how they really showcase the games but i like couldn't get over like the weird like pr tone of it all it, it just mm-hmm. kind of felt like weird and stilted to me and especially for that uh, civilization style game they were like hey look at us we're the developers we're so goofy like i have a hammock under my desk i, was, I just thought <laughs> it was like a little strange but um i guess i liked it overall i'm glad we got hellblade 2 Um, I'm sad that we didn't get a hi-fi rush style shadow drop, but that's kind of hard to top, but I thought overall it was all right. Maybe like a seven out of 10 for me. Yeah.
3: I really like the, oh, I I really like the, uh, Hellblade, uh, uh, showing. mm -hmm. I think it's ready to go uh, and bringing it back to earlier. It's something I've been looking forward to for a long time as well, but, um, yeah, 7 hour experience. I do like shorter games as well, but uh yeah, something you're waiting for a really long time and might hopefully it doesn't fall flat is the thing. It is interesting that they're getting ahead of everyone and saying like this is going to be a short experience, might be shorter than the first one. Um uh, hmm. quality over quantity, I guess. But yeah. I overall I thought the presentation was cool. It kind of gave everyone what they wanted. Like no surprises. Yeah. Like a 4 out of 5 for me just cuz the only thing i semi look forward to is hellblade. Mm. Yeah, i got you.
1: Yeah. What did you think, Kev?
2: I thought it was fine. I th- I didn't really feel excited about like necessarily any of the games they showed. Um, I, I was kind of a little underwhelmed by uh, Secret of Mana's game. It didn't look bad. I just felt like it looked kind of like a generic kind of like
1: Pokémon just... Arc Arcadis or whatever game. Like it looked
4: I, don't know, yeah. I
2: I really like Secret of Mana, uh, mm. but it just seemed, I don't know, I, I have to, I guess I just need to see more about like what's going on, because they just showed some combat snippets, they just kind of look like generic character action combat, but like didn't look super amazing. I don't know, it's hard to say, I just don't know enough, I I, I wasn't convinced by what they showed, but mm. I'm willing to see more. But otherwise, um, I felt like it was just fine, I don't know, just, there wasn't any big first party game franchises like Microsoft franchises shown, which is what I want to see,
1: so.
3: It's true. I didn't even notice that.
1: <laughs> hmm. hmm. All right. I, I thought it was pretty decent. Um, I I don't love the direction they're going with the bowd, but that could just be me. I feel like that, that initial t- teaser trailer several years ago made me think I was going to get some kind of darker take on Skyrim, and this ain't that. But uh, the Indiana Jones looks all right. I'm I, you know yeah. I'm optimistic enough about it. Uh, I I'm sure Hellblade will be really cool. It sounds like literally every frame of that game will be carefully considered and. That's cool. Well presented and it's going to be gorgeous, so it, that'll be pretty fun. I like the vibe too. I think it's like a good sort of it's like I think I said this before, but it feels like the most black metal version of like Vikings I've ever seen, but like without without any metal tropes, it's just like mm-hmm. pagan stuff. It's, it's it's cool. Uh and then oh yeah, Aura actually looked kind of cool to me cuz I haven't played like a Civ 4X game in a long time and I could I'm I think I'm ready for to fall down a 4X hole. So I'd give it an 8 out of 10. I felt like it was pretty good. Nothing incredible, but, uh, you know, enjoyable enough.
0: So we're kind of in, like, the 6 to 8 out of 10 range, it seems, overall. I'm going to give it a B. Good-ish. It's
1: a B. Stamp it.
0: B. I'll give it a C+. Plus. A, C+. Plus. I'll give it a oh. B-, minus. so we B got minus. the
3: whole spectrum. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> B tier. <laughs> Try, trying to think Trying to think of another thing. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, Orin, how the fuck are you still playing Resident Evil 4 Remake? <laughs> like, I don't get I think it. it's dude. awesome
2: that you're still playing it. I'm like, hell
4: yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I know. It's like becoming a meme, but like, there has been. Like, we're talking about the games we've been playing now. I haven't really been playing games that much, but I have been playing Resident Evil 4 Remake like a decent amount. Like, it's like my daily ritual after work is I'll play it for 45 minutes. And I just think Mercenaries mode is just. The gift that keeps on giving. I just uh, I can't get enough of it, and but specifically I can't get enough of playing as Ada Wong. Her shotgun is amazing, her grapple hook is amazing, and uh, I think I'm like top two thousand in the world at this point just playing as Ada Wong, just because I just can't stop playing as her. So yeah, I just I just really love the Resident Evil Four remake. I'm also like pretty comfortably in the camp at this point because. Last year I was like, you know, oh, I love Alan Wake 2, but I also love Resident Evil 4 remake, like what's the better over the shoulder survival horror game? I'm like pretty firmly in the RE4 remake camp at this point, like no ambiguity. Like I'm just like that that is the game that I like. That's the was game. Was there
1: that... ambiguity? Before? I feel like you've you've always been that's always been like your true love, Resident Evil 4.
0: I think it's been my true love, but sometimes, like, I look at Alan Wake Two, and I'm like, ah, this game is like so much more artistic, and it's trying Mm. new things. It's like the Silent Hill Two to like, you know, Resident Resident Evil remake would be (laughs) sure to Resident (laughs) Evil (laughs) Four. And uh, I mean, I love Alan Wake Two, but um, Resident (laughs) Evil that's where my heart is. I just can't stop playing that game. And uh, it's funny to kind of maybe segue into The Last of Us Part Two. Um, the uh, roguelike mode. I played a little bit of that. And as I was playing it, I was like, ah, I wish this had a parry button. I just want a mm. parry. <laughs> that's like all I want to do now. <laughs> like, I need every third person shooter to have a parry mechanic. But um, that's how much I love Resident Evil 4. I don't really have much more to add about it except that it rocks and I'm still playing it. Do <laughs> you think that
2: Ada is like secretly the star of RE4 remake? I think she is.
0: Yeah, I think so too. She's Ada? My... Yeah. She she's my second favorite character in the game but she yeah i think she's like the real protagonist i think i think what's going on with her is thornier and more interesting than what's going on with leon leon's just an action hero but that's fun
1: (laughs) Hmm. yeah so i was playing the last of us 2 remastered just for this new um roguelike mode which is called no return and and I was like, I like this and this is cool. And then I had this moment of, uh, I guess cognitive dissonance. I was like, why do I like this and not like mercenaries? Cause like, it's the same thing, right? Do you play I mercenaries mean, much? No, a, a little bit. Every time I play mercenaries, I don't want to play it anymore. But I, I'm like, I should try it again. <laughs> clearly I'm, I, I don't think I'm a shake. Uh, because I'm like the things that I like about this, I should like about mercenaries. Cause they're, they're very similar products. Um, but this no-return rogue-lite mode is pretty good. Uh, I find the Last of Us two in particular's like third-person combat with a controller, to be pretty pleasing to me. I don't often love third-person or first-person, particularly first-person with a controller, but I feel like this game—it's you get these really interesting fights where like you guys—you can be shooting at someone, you both miss each other, and then it like creates this interesting tension. Um, mm-hmm. So Definitely. it's yeah, it, it's it, it's exactly what. I think we we said we wanted four years ago and we did our uh, we, we wanted a strictly stealth action version of this game, and so that's kind of what it is. Um, you play it on maps from the game, you play it with all the different characters from the game. You can play as Joel or Abby Ellie. You have to unlock them. Um, and it's you know you have like a typical roguelike like progression where you go through. You get to pick like different scenarios between like do I want to go this one or this one, and they have different rewards and you upgrade your stuff. My only real complaint, I only put like three or four hours into this, is that there's like some like downtime between matches, between rounds where it's like, if you die, you have to click the X button like five or six times. And instead of just like doing like, restart with the same conditions, it's like, you have to go all the way back to the menu and then you have to like go into a room where you walk and pick a thing off a board instead of, so it's like some minor UI things that I'm just like, this could be a lot quicker, but- Go uh... back
2: to the main menu? And it has to be like, no, it goes back to the no
1: return menu. But then it's start. like, it's like, it's like, okay, pick I your pick. Which one of these do you want to do? Do you want to do a normal run? You can do custom runs where you sort of customize the parameters and add all kinds of mods to make it easier or harder. Um, hmm. But I wish I could just be like, restart with the same parameters. Like, start me back at scratch, mm-hmm. but just don't make me go through all these menus and so a question this. Mm-hmm.
2: on this mode. Yeah. So you can play as a bunch of characters. Now in the main game, you can play as Abby and Ellie. And they play pretty differently. Are the mm-hmm. other characters as fleshed out feeling?
4: Is uh, two- I've
1: only unlocked uh, Dina, so I, you have to unlock the characters. Right. Um, every character has different, like like Dina gets uh, like bombs and mines. Abby gets like a hammer and uh, a pistol. Like Dina also has the uh, the magnum pistol, whereas mm-hmm. you know Abby and Ellie have like nine millimeters. I don't know weaker pistols. Uh, so. Yeah, each character actually has is 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 kind of a different class almost. And as you play through it, you get skill books and you can level up your weapons, you can build the stuff in all the ways that you do in the game, but hmm. obviously much quicker. Um, so and then when you die, you lose that, of course.
2: Put it on PC, Sony, I'll buy it. I want to play it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, I'm waiting. It, it looks good. It it runs at like if you have a HDMI 2.1 TV, it runs at like 100 frames per second most of the time. Um, nice and it, it you know the load times are way faster than they used to be uh, and uh, it feels good with the uh, DualShock 5 controller DualSense controller um, I don't have a lot oh there is a really effective uh, FOV slider
0: oh no, <laughs> no way just
1: nerdy shit but like I'm like yes that's rad uh, and it works it works nicely although the characters look kind of funny when you pull, pull out the like I don't think they were meant to to see quite that far away they look a little goofy when they're crawling (laughs) but it's no big deal um so i don't know i like it whether it's going to be hitman freelancer or prey moon crash levels of good i'm going to say probably not but uh i could see myself playing it for a bit definitely worth ten dollars if you already own the game
3: cool i'll have to check it out i haven't touched part two since it came out and yeah might warrant a replay
1: yeah yeah it's good uh all right and uh finally kevin we're playing Divinity Original Sin 2, Larian's previous, ga- previous game, in co-op. How are you finding it?
2: Uh, it's fun. It's funny playing it after playing so much Baldur's Gate, which I'm cracking out on right now. Um, playing two campaigns <laughs> at once, basically. Yeah, playing a lot of Baldur's Gate 3.
1: Yeah, like, I noticed you put think... like 25 hours on the last like uh, day.
2: Yeah, so, I've been <laughs> playing. I, mean, I played today. I played for like three hours, so... Uh. Uh, maybe two hours actually but still i played a lot uh i think it's 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 a clear it's clear to see it's okay it's it's a couple things are funny one the game design is clearly it was already there with this game like larry had figured out their game design already with this but the jump and presentation from this game to polish Gate 3 is like it feels like two console generations of of iteration it's like i cannot believe how much more baller, like the fidelity of gate the writing everything is just so much like whoa so it, they they really worked hard on that but I, but i can just I, it's interesting just to see like how they iterated between two games because it just seems like a such a huge jump like playing them back to back is like wow and i think divinity 2 is, is great like we're having a lot of fun i find that the mechanics of the game the combat i know i've complained a lot about Ballersgate 3 it's combat but this game's combat is more video gamey and there's a lot less missing. It's not, it's not D and D. So I was just playing baller's gate and I had three critical misses in a
1: row. And it was like, <laughs> in a row. <laughs> three. <laughs> yeah. Um, you should play so, too. That's when 99% you, you miss. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So divinity does not feel that way. And it doesn't, it doesn't for me feel as frustrating, which is really nice. Um, uh, it's been fun in co-op. I think mm-hmm. it's, it, it's a pretty good co-op game. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Er?
1: I think it holds up well. I think the only thing that's really, like, like that you would be missing if you came from Baldur's Gate 3 and, and uh, had not played this game or anything like this before is that, yeah, it doesn't have the same level of, like, presentation with the shot reverse shot and the, like, everything's facial captured. But the voice acting's still good. The writing's still good. But I, I don't like the story as much as I like Baldur's Gate 3. Um, but the combat's great. it's it, It's, I don't know, it's still a classic, I think, you know seven uh, years Sa- later samson
0: you've played baller's gate three right you're like that's like your game of the year last year i think is that true uh,
3: still? well i i'm still on act one it's oh, definitely right, a game that i like like to play for like 15 30 minutes at a time for some reason mm-hmm. um which is like very different from you kevin where you're playing three hours <laughs> i'm like yeah. i like these short little bursts where i just make little progress, talk to some people, do, do an encounter, and then I put it down and I play other stuff. But, um, and the reason why, I, I actually think Zelda might be my game of the year, but that's a conversation for another time. But awesome. it always impresses me that Baldur's Gate, like like the, 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 the choices you can do just blows my mind from a technical standpoint for one, uh, and all the lines and dialogue and presentation And it's not perfect. Like some things are a little janky. Some things is like, oh, I actually really wanted to to hit whoever, but it didn't let me. Um, Or I want to hit something and it does let me. Like that is really cool. But yeah, I'm still in Act One because I'm just so like I'm I'm playing it more like a toy. I guess I'm not really following the story. I'm not really following um, what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm just like yeah, experimenting, sandboxing the world. And that's why I'm, like, still in Act 1. I, 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 I'm story progressing, but but I don't know. Uh, this might be a game I finish by the end of this year or next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do enjoy it, though. I also get distracted with a whole bunch yeah. of other games that I keep going back to, so. Yeah, for sure. It. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Can I share what I've been playing lately? Oh, yes, please, please. Please, please do. Yes. So since it's my first time on the Jump Crouch, I guess I... would do a little intro on what i play uh i'm a big multiplayer shooter guy Mm, but the only one i keep going back to is overwatch 2 Mm. um i played overwatch since the first beta and then through the dark ages when the team was falling apart and now it's like at its best and i just keep going back to it it's like comfort food at this point is it at its best now I would say so. Or or why is that, I guess? There there were some real dark ages. So, yeah, yeah, I guess I've lived through it. So, like, uh, when the game came out, game of the year, and then around that time, like, Fortnite, and this is, like, an Overwatch history lesson now, I guess, Fortnite came out (laughs) and Battle Passes came out and people got used to things being free to play and monetizing through Battle Passes. But Overwatch was always a paid game. Um, and then I think it was like kind of suddenly in like 2019, they released Echo, the hero, and then said like, Hey, we're done. We're going to go work on Overwatch 2. And everyone's like, like benefit of the doubt, like, Oh, okay, let's see what this is about. And then 2019 became 2020, 2020 became 2021. And everyone like, like, and you hear rumors of the team falling apart and Bobby Kotick getting involved and holding stuff back. Mm. It just kind of like the game wasn't being updated like there were updates uh balance patches and stuff but it just wasn't being updated and and the public interest was gone uh and then fast forward to mid 2022 a year or two ago uh pretty much the original team left and they were transitioning to uh overwatch 2 Overwatch 2 is going to be a free-to-play game, battle passes, uh, and for me who enjoys like, live-service multiplayer shooters like Counter-Strike, Fortnite, uh, I was actually really excited. I was very optimistic about this, and it's a new team, and from what I've heard, like the new team is, like this is the vision, is it's a, it's a live-service multiplayer shooter game where we release heroes and new maps and new modes, and it'll live and breathe. Uh, and what has come out since then, they've been a lot more transparent with the development. But what has come out was like Overwatch 1 was always going to be this box product that finished 2019. Overwatch 2 was going to be the PVE mode where they're going to dive into a story. And then they planned for a, three, a threequel. Uh, okay. Overwatch 3 was going to be that MMO Project Titan. And this was all oh. just one long elaborate plan. But as like, yeah, market conditions changed and people's interests changed. They pivoted Overwatch to be a live service multiplayer shooter, which I think was what everybody wanted in the first place. But the original yeah. team was was uh, yeah trying to to still work towards a live service MMO, but it's not necessarily what's hot anymore. So so that's my long way of saying I think Overwatch Two is at its best. Like there's gonna be the the doomers that's like oh the balance is bad and the the gameplay is stale, but. I think it's at its best because the dev team is passionate about changing stuff up. They're willing to take that risk and they're listening to fans. And I think that goes beyond like if a game is fun in the moment, because it'll be fun if you jump in once in a while. Um, So I've been playing a lot of Overwatch 2. I finally got to Diamond after six years of being plat. Oh, wow. (laughs) It was, it's because we got carried a little bit, but Mm. we're going to. We're gonna take that part out, so don't don't come after me. Who do you mean? Uh I try to get good at everybody, but I would say if I have to may I play tank the most and I would say I enjoy playing D.Va the most and Reinhardt. But D.Va is a lot more fun right now. Uh yeah. Just I like the dynamics. All my friends play it. My fiance plays it with me, so hard to hard to argue against that. And other than Overwatch, play a lot of Marvel Snap. It's like an easy sit on the train to work game. Um Chance of cenar I've been working through. Oh, mm. I want to check Re- that one out. Oh, yeah, definitely do. Yeah, if if you need a game that's that you want to exercise your like mind a little more than your dexterity, Chance of cenar super cool. Um uh, really cool story. Um like it's it it's got a message too, I think is the thing. I won't spoil what it is, but I think it's got a, a little bit of commentary on society. We live in a society. Uh, and last <laughs> last night I started Pal World. Uh, don't know if it's gonna be a game of the uh, year yeah. contender yet, but so far <laughs> it's quite something. What did you <laughs> In a good way. It's uh, like Power. The, World.
0: the po- Pokemon shooter, with shooter Pokemon. guns. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's more the like official, Arc. Sorry, what?
3: No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's on Game Pass actually. Uh, hmm. If you want to check that out, but it's um, yeah, it's it's. It's more like Ark than, than Pokemon Arceus, uh, where it's a survival crafting game and the creatures you catch are like your tools and animals to help you out. Um, but it's also kind of like an action RPG where you're dodge rolling and dodging mm. attacks on monsters and there's like a big story and a big world. So I'm looking forward to diving, out, diving into that more tonight.
1: That sounds pretty cool. I have, to, I have not heard of that and I have to look that up. Orin, mm. how have you not tried this?
0: uh how'd you
1: try everything I'd... that came to game pass without without fail
0: oh of course obviously i'm always doing that um it's because it's i'm too busy playing um railroad simulator 7 <laughs> which came to game pass last week and actually didn't i'm just making up a game uh but yeah i might check it out i like i like the concept a lot and apparently it has like didn't it have like eight million downloads or something on Steam, and it like broke the server, so it was like a huge deal.
3: Yeah, right. it, was, it was like I think it sold like two million in twenty four hours, and then yeah, oh the servers gosh. went down, and they they had oh, to wow. call Epic to fix help fix some servers. It's yeah, it's number two it's, on it's Steam up. right now.
1: It's uh, yeah. nipping at the heels of Counter Strike.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah, Are you going to try
0: it, Aaron? After Are all that, probably,
1: it? yeah. I'll, I'll download it. I, I love fucking survival games, so I uh, I can always go for a, a different survival game. Mm-hmm. I get yeah. sick of them pretty quick, usually, but uh, I'll check it out.
0: I actually got to shoot some Pokemon.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Shoot>. Well, <laughs> you start by running up with your bat and like hitting them a couple times and then throwing the Pokeball. But Yeah, yeah I, I actually don't really like survival games, but this one's clicking for me. I think it's because a lot of the, the the, uh, the like hold E to craft stuff, mechanic in survival crafting games is replaced by like how efficiently you catch your creatures and assign them to tasks, so that automates that a lot cool. of the crafting stuff. So that's kind of been hooking hooking me.
0: I dig it. I might check it check it out. Yeah. We'll see.
4: Yeah.
3: All right.
1: Uh. Guys, want to? You guys want to get to this topic of the week?
0: sounds good yeah what are we uh, calling it the week
1: what's got us excited in 2024
0: yeah well we're gonna sit down and we're gonna do our jump crouch uh heavily marketed um hype fest we're at jump crouch hype fest sponsored by microsoft but not really yeah microsoft Um, (laughs) uh new blood
1: interactive uh spend your money here we'll we'll, we'll do it (laughs) next year yeah
0: yeah, we're gonna. What we're gonna do is, I thought first we would just maybe do like a sort of roundtable thing where we talk about our three most antip- anticipating games of twenty twenty four that at least we're pretty sure will come out that year or not. You know, we could do do one of those as well. We're gonna do that first, and then after that, we're gonna do one big prediction that all four of us will have. We'll we'll do so four big predictions total, and then after that, we're gonna do something a little fun and we're gonna guess what our personal games of the year will be by the end of the year so that's kind of the idea
3: sounds good all right
1: all right are we ready yeah we're ready we're ready tell me what are you excited about this year sorry me Uh, yeah yeah go for it oh oh, sorry (laughs) yeah uh, well, well
0: how do you want to do this do you want to do like oh, okay. we all do our third one and then our second oh, one and then these are ranked
1: one? i didn't really rank them but we could i, I did rank mine rank it uh, i put
4: mine on
0: the list oh, we don't too, have, have to know. rank them we yeah. don't have to rank them yeah all right
3: well i'll start we'll with my number three then regardless okay. and then we'll see what we go from there uh sure. i think my number three most anticipated game this year is hellblade 2 or mm. senua saga 2 i forget what they call it exactly um yeah, like like Oren said, it was something that we we've been looking forward to a long time. They've teased it for like feels like five years. <laughs> Just a little snippet and all that. I think it
1: was, yeah, twenty eighteen. So like oh, six okay. years. Yeah.
3: yeah. So so I really want to see what they've been cooking and what they have to say. And the first one is holds a little special a little bit of a special place in my heart because uh, I did a school assignment on it, a college paper on it uh, awesome. just talking about like, because like, I, I went to for those who don't know, I went to school uh, in a child and youth care program so I went to school with a lot of women who don't play video games and a lot of old professor, women professors who don't play video games so I was like, oh this is my chance to show like, it's not just Mario and Pac-Man anymore like this is what where we're at I got a good grade, I think. I remember people were engaged and fascinated. So I, I really want to see, like, how did, how did they build upon the message of the first one? Um, I think it's also one of those games that do a beautiful cross-section of sound, audio, uh, video um, effects, and gameplay. Like, they're all, they all matter to each other and all not only um, enhance the gameplay, but it also enhances the story. And it's part of the story. So... Those games are are harder to do for sure, so I, I I feel like it's something to be celebrated. So Hellblade two, my number three.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll uh, piggyback off of that because Hellblade two is also my number three. Um, yeah, I, I really loved the first Hellblade when it came out, and I just think it's um it's a game that explored certain like ideas and concepts in a way that I just thought were, was really interesting especially its take on norse mythology i just thought was so original and unique and it just totally was not how i would usually see norse mythology like usually i'm so used to seeing it like you know a more toned down like god of war or marvel cinematic universe type norse mythology so to see something that was so like metal as aaron would say is really resonated with me and um yeah, so that that's gonna be my number three is is Hellblade two and I totally agree with everything you everything you said, Samson. I'm I'm very excited for this game, but again, that existential feeling of like I'm just gonna blast through it in a weekend, but it will be a hell of a weekend. It'll <laughs> yeah. be awesome. We play it yeah. again
3: too. Mate, exactly. like, well as you said that, that was a short game actually, the thought came to me earlier. What if it's a game that you do have to play over and over again and that's why it's so short and you get a different different message every time or different endings, like that right. has been done before with, um, yeah, like many, many games. Armored Core recently. What's that one with the woman with the blindfold and there's weird robots? Nier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one that made it popular,
4: yeah. 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 Nier's the one that did it,
2: yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> A through Z ending. Hmm. Yeah,
4: yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We'll, we'll see. I do remember playing through the first. I, I've only played through the first Hellblade twice, the first time like uh i did it obviously because i want to play and the second time i did it because i fun fact did a video essay on it um and it's it's just funny because yeah it it is one of those games that i don't really play it because i love the gameplay so much i played it because i was like wow this was such like an intense and visceral experience and it's exploring things like uh mental illness and in a way that's like really compelling and it says, so we'll see maybe this Hellblade game will be like fun but I'm kind of looking at it as more like experiential I'll just like play through it once absorb it but I could be wrong it could it could be a near Automata thing I know that Alan Wake 2 the way it did new game plus really gave life to the second playthrough so this it could could happen to this game as well
1: Wish they would have put some of that life in the first playthrough. Butumch. Oh. Get <laughs> a kid, kid. I love Alan Wake. Uh, Kevin, what, what do you got for us?
2: So mine are not ranked, but um, the game that I'm currently looking forward to because it comes out like next week is Yakuza Infinite Wealth, which is yeah. follow up to Yakuza Seven, like a Dragon, which is the JRPG Yakuza, which I think is a personally a preferred gameplay to the prior brawler style which i think was still fun but the jrpg is just something else so uh mm. I, and the new game has like a whole pokemon like sub game which there was in the first game they, they called them sujimon and they're just like gang members who wear different colors there's like the oh. red one and the green one and the blue one <laughs> but, and the new one you can actually like get them to fight each other like you can like like they you can learn Basically, you can like level them up, and they have weaknesses and abilities. So I guess it's like a full Pokemon mini game built within the game. And then it has also an Animal Crossing like island, which you also can build and do. And on top of that, it's a massive sprawling JRPG with like a full story. So it just sounds like it's going to be just a massive, huge game.
3: Apparently, hmm. it's going
2: to be the biggest Yakuza game they've ever made. They said, they said they said like we don't want our players to play it too much. We hope you can play it and then take a break and then play it more because it's such a big game. If you try to play it all at once, you'll get really tired. That's what the developers said. So. Hmm uh yeah that's, that comes out really soon that's gonna be like my like crack out game i'm sure
3: is that the one that takes place in hawaii or something like the trailer yeah. where the guy was naked okay cool yeah. yeah 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 i i did like the the first turn-based one like a dragon so yeah, yeah i'll check that out i didn't know it was coming up
1: mm. yeah real soon that that looks cool i gotta try one of those games one of these days there's just like they're on game pass too many they're all on game just, Pass. just huh? play like a dragon <laughs> all right all right like a dragon uh i would
0: say Uh, if you if you like the jrpg stuff do like a dragon which i haven't played but if you want the more brawler style you can't really go yeah you can't go wrong with zero Zero the 80s one right yeah yeah that's probably that's probably my favorite one is zero of the ones i played so
1: Hmm. all right uh I don't. I don't really have necessarily an order to this, but Pacific Drive is a game mm. that Dave Oshry described as Stalker meets Firewatch with gameplay. It, it, <laughs> uh, so I was like, okay, I, that that speaks to me. It, it's like a weird survival game. It has a very Stalker vibe. Uh, spoiler: You might hear more about Stalker coming up, mm-hmm. but uh, it's um, <laughs> it's it just looks cool. It comes out in February. Uh, i wish wishlisted. I'll probably. Probably grab it. And um, yeah, I don't even totally understand what you're doing in this game, but I'm on board for just the
3: vibes alone. Cool. I just wishlist it too. It looks very interesting.
2: <laughs> it does look cool. I know it's the game of like their car as like, a, it's like its own character where you mm-hmm. maintain it and build it. And, and Yeah, it sounds cool. I'm interested in that game too.
0: Yeah, I think I'm... Yeah, you know, I think I found out about that game through Skill Up or something. I think Skill Up did like a preview of it. It looks pretty neat, um, and I think it comes. Didn't you say? do you say it comes out soon, like February or something, or March?
1: Late February, yeah.
2: I didn't realize it was like. I stalker, might check it. but now that I, I saw it, check I'm it like, out. Oh, I gotta play this.
1: Yeah, multiple people have said it's like Stalker, so I'm like, okay, that's that's all you had to say. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. Uh, <laughs>
3: all right, Samson, what, what you got for us? Ooh, number two, South Park Snow Day. Watch uh, oh, new nice. South Park game. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh,
3: by Ubisoft? Don't think so. I I don't, I don't look it up. The power of the internet. Yeah, basically. You know, for, <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, that. I've been re- I rediscovered South Park after not watching it for so long and thinking like, oh, this is like a fun show. I got a lot to catch up on. So when they announced this game, I was immediately interested. I I enjoyed Stick of Truth. I enjoyed Fractured Butthole more i don't i didn't even catch it until until i like said it out loud like years later i'm like oh (laughs) um so so i'm the games the south park games have always been good to me so i'm interested to see what this is it seems like it's like a like a co-op diablo almost like there hasn't been Mm. much about it but it looks like you go with your friends you go against like waves of enemies trying to get from a to b so is that it's like kind of like Diablo. The environments look cool. The animations look cool. So I'm looking forward to see what it actually is. Like there isn't too much news on what it actually is, other than yeah, you have powers. It's co-op, play with friends, and it's South Park. So it's it's cute. So looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, it's out in two months. Also. True. Apparently, Holden's really excited about that. I can hear him yelling. Uh, apologies to the listeners, but.
0: That's
1: my son. But um, <laughs> Uh, Oren, we're, okay, what what you got for us?
0: Yeah, my number two is um, gonna be uh, Team Ninja's new game, Rise Ooh. of the Ronin. Uh, mm. I don't, I don't really anticipate it being like this amazing game um, because Team Ninja hasn't really been like hitting home runs lately. They've they've just been doing like dependably good likes. like, but they're not like games that you would see on my top ten games of the year list, for example, but. Um, this one, I think, looks intriguing just because it's more of an open-world formula, and uh, I, I'm kind of curious what that looks like for Team Ninja. I'm not a big open-world guy. Uh, to people who have been listening to this podcast, they they, they know a lot about that. Uh, but um, I think this game could be good just because I want to see, like, okay, they've done their Souls-like thing for so long, what if they just shook it up a little bit and they did a different type of genre but that same kind of same kind of combat so i think i'm going to try this game it comes out in march um and mm. I, I hope it revo- reviews well we'll we'll see maybe it's the return of team ninja but i don't know
3: <laughs> what is it called again i, I, don't, I haven't been following i believe teams. it's called the ronin Huh? i rise
1: believe it's of called rise of, rise, rise of the, of the ronin. ronin yeah okay
0: i always feel like i'm gonna like mess up that title because it's like is it path of the ronin is it like, <laughs> <laughs> are we are you know, looking it's at where rise he's rise going is he getting up oh yeah this looks yeah.
3: beautiful yeah
0: yeah
1: oh yeah it was they, they showed a trailer at the game awards it was like we're like oh they're making their Sekiro. Mm. um but uh well i yeah. think
0: it's more their uh their Elden ghost ring? Of tsushima or like oh, their ring. Elden ring slash ghost of tsushima yeah yeah i can see that but, um I kind of yeah, I'm curious about it. It seems more, again, like I can only speculate because we were saying the same thing about uh, Wolong, but it, it seems like it's more polished than their last couple games. But I could be wrong. <laughs> then again, they do
1: put out like two games a year, so or like at least a game every year, which uh, I'm always a little skeptical. Yeah, that, but, uh, eh.
0: yeah. I remember that like people were really excited for their Final Fantasy game, and then they showcased it, and everyone was like, "What?" that's the game and 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 of course i i played it and i liked it but their last two games in particular wolong and stranger of paradise are just like the 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 polish is just not really there and you're like wow this game looks like a 360 era game so i Mm. hope i hope this is the one this (laughs) is like the good one but we'll we'll see (laughs) all
1: right what you got first, kev uh
2: in the uh Indiana Jones trailer on the whiteboard, they had the Quake logo.
4: <laughs> did they?
2: Yeah, they did. And there's text that says it's like it looks like it says Quake six. It's like you just see like AKE six. <laughs> so basically it's been four years since Doom Eternal came out. Yeah. Obviously it is working on something. Yeah. <laughs> um it's probably gonna be Quake. I think the Machine Games made two Quake episodes recently. And they have this Quake logo now. I feel like Quake is like inevitably coming back. Is it going to be the Lovecraftian Quake? I hope so. I think that's everyone wants. So it seems like that would be the smart move. So whatever new Quake game they make, that's what I want. That's my next game. I want. I want the next id game. Next id Quake. Hopefully it'll be an awesome single player game, and it'll be different than 2016 and Eternal. I think hopefully it'll be just kind of its own vibe.
1: It says so.
2: eight six. Eight six. Yeah. Oh my
1: God. That is <laughs> that. I didn't even know a thing about this, but that was, spoiler alert, one of my predictions. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> but it's just because it was kind of a hobbyist, but now I'm like, oh my God, it's, uh, well, wow. Wow. That's uh, that is that's awesome. And the logo's there I too. Did, yeah, the yeah, logo. No, I think I'm looking at this. Way. This is the most insane Easter egg of all time. All I saw were people making the, the like oval thing into a dick and balls so that, that was like treading on twitter for a minute oh my god this is I this. my mind is blown okay that's that's uh i'm excited uh i'm also excited for elden ring dlc how boring what what a boring oh, i love it i mean that's my number one thing Yeah, i, I knew want, that was but... gonna be your number one so <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll let you talk about it kevin if you're, well, yeah, or we your, could save it segment. we could save it i mean i just uh, you know elden ring dlc it's 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 going to be good right it's going to be great it's going it's going to be that, good. So they've been working on
2: it
0: two. for so You've long been working it for so long there's been it's no information be given be if you look at like
2: i've looked at i've significantly heard it out on like the amount of time it took for each dlc to come out and it's been by far the longest with the least information so and also elden ring was the biggest success by a huge margin so i think it's going to be a big it's going to be i'm hoping like for like a uh I always think of Shimmering Isles as like a quintessential expansion. Like, that's a, that's a d- expansion. You get a whole like, continent, like 40% as big as Cyrodiil was, and like with all new NPCs, and it's totally different. Like, i hope hoping for something like that. That's one can dream. One can dream. Yeah.
1: Mushrooms, too. Um...
4: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, that was my number two. Uh, Samson, the hype is real. Okay, people oh, are man. choking on their breath, if that's even possible. <laughs> they want to know what your most anticipated game of, of, of this year is.
3: All right. Can well, you,
1: you, yeah?
3: I, I, I hope to not disappoint, but my most anticipated game of the year came up this week uh, is a game called Die in the Dungeon. Might not have heard Die of it. Die in the Dungeon. Die in the Dungeon. So, a little bit about I'm me is about I enjoy roguelites but not necessarily like action rogue rogue roguelites like uh hades was good didn't not my game of the year slate aspire i sunk a lot of hours into but never beat it Hmm. but i enjoy a lot of these roguelites where you you try to get as far as you can but the gameplay is like turn-based or it's like um it's like very mechanically not forgiving mechanically simple so yeah. one game I really like is called Peglin, and it's a pachinko roguelite where you drop a ball and try to get as far as you can through dungeons and levels. Slay uh, Slate Spire, of course. That that one is also really good. This one called Dying to Dungeon. I found it this week. The demo is called Dying to Dungeon Origins. Uh, and basically, it's like you roll dice, and then the way you position your dice is how you do combat against your enemies. And there's just... Something about that simple, like, use your mind more than your dexterity uh, to, to try to get as far as you can. There's something that really clicks with me. So Dying to Dungeon. Oh, Also, I really like the graphics. I'm like a sucker for cute, colorful stuff. Uh, Dying to Dungeon, my most anticipated game this year. It's, uh, yeah, seems like it's a roguelite where you roll dice, try to get as far as you can, fight enemies, um, different puzzles and challenges along the way. You play as a little frog with a sword Uh, and that's my most anticipated game i don't think there's a release date on it yet um but the demo's out i highly recommend checking it out because the demo's really short like once you die you're you you figured out the demo Uh, (laughs) um that is my Uh, most anticipated game oh dicey dungeons is also a good one i really yeah i was gonna say did you play dicey dungeons yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i love that game
2: yeah by the vvv developer
3: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Forgot his name, but yes. Yeah, Dicey Dungeons I also really, really enjoyed. Yeah. Cool.
0: Well, uh, before I do my my number one, a couple quick shout-outs. Um, I decided not to include DLCs in my top three most anticipated, but yeah, obviously I'm excited for Shadow of the Earth Tree. Um, yeah, hell so yeah. That- that's definitely a game I'm excited about, but I'm also, I am also did not include games that I didn't think were going to come out this year, so the new Hitman, or the new IO Interactive James Bond game, that's probably the game I'm the most excited about, but I have no idea if it's actually coming out this year, so I did not include that game either. But um, the game that I think I'm the most excited to play, like with some reservations, but I know once I start playing it, I think I'm going to really like it. Baldur's Gate 3? <laughs> <laughs> right right uh i think final fantasy 7 rebirth i i, I really mm-hmm. liked that first one um mm-hmm. i thought it subverted my expectations in, in some like really compelling ways so i think i'm gonna like buy this one i'm gonna play it and i think i'm gonna just end up loving it even though i'm not like actively excited about it so i decided to put it as my number one because yeah, I I just think I think what they're doing with Final Fantasy 7 is really uh compelling in the sense that it's just sort of Final Fantasy 7 but not really. It's like they're kind of messing with the storyline in some ways that I thought was like really cool. And I'm not even a big I'm not even a Final Fantasy 7 guy. So I'm like a casual. I'm a total casual, but even I playing the Final Fantasy 7 remake, even I was just like my jaw was on the floor during some of those moments. I was like, "Whoa, this is so fascinating what they're doing here, so I'm excited for this new one. I'll definitely be playing it, and also, I just think, honestly, I just want to play it just for the graphics. It's just going to be a really pretty game to look at, so I'm always excited for that premium PS5 goodness, so mm-hmm. that that's my most anticipated game of the year.
2: For sure. Um, my order is not really... Like, tangible, I guess. I don't know. I didn't, like, put in order intentionally. <laughs> so, like, my anticipated game currently is Yakuza, or sorry, right. like a dragon now. But um, another game I really, really want and I'm really excited about is um, the next Assassin's Creed because mm. my girlfriend's playing um, Odyssey right now. And like, I'm like, God, that game is so good. Like watching her play. I'm like, I loved that game. Like, that game was my favorite open world games. Like, it's so much better than the other Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> yeah, Like, honestly, weird. I could, like, probably, like, and I liked Origins. Valhalla was, like, whatever. I could probably, like, take it with the rest of the franchise. But Odyssey was so good. And I think the reason is because it was developed by Ubisoft Quebec, not um, Ubisoft Montreal. So the next Assassin's Creed hmm. game is going to be in Japan, and it's going to be Ubisoft Quebec again. So I'm really hoping they can nail that like funny tone, um, mechanical diversity in the in the, in the world. Like the other, yeah, the first game, Odyssey Origins. Excuse me, Odyssey had like uh, dynamic enemies that were like would hunt you down and chase you. Then the world had more of a scariness to it, intensity. And I thought the writing was much less like dour and kind of just I don't know. The other game, the, the Montreal games have this writing that I just I don't love it. It's not bad. It's just like I don't know. It doesn't really do it for me. It was, uh, too
1: serious, but doesn't have the chops. I think.
2: Yeah, exactly. But, like, Odyssey was, like, funny. It had a good serious story, but it also had, like, a really amazing, funny tone. And I, I just hope that they can nail that again with, uh, you know, Ninja, Assassin's Creed, or whatever. Sam. I'm not sure whether they're going with the character. They haven't showed anything from this game. They showed one mm-hmm. still. That's this year? So it, it's supposed to come out
1: this year, they said. so. I mean, I guess it's been six years. Uh, yeah, Odyssey was a what, what if common.
0: we got Japanese Assassin's shit. Creed... Rise of the Ronin and Ghost of Tsushima too this year. That would be so weird. That's like too many, <laughs> too many yeah. similar style games. I'll play two like, For what I
2: want, I, I think I would take this out. I don't know. I I, I don't know. Probably take. This out. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima was great. Ghost of Tsushima was pretty, pretty badass. I love
0: <laughs> I, I love how Aaron remembers that. I was like so high on Ghost of Tsushima for like the oh, first yeah. fifteen hours, I and mean, then after that, I was like, oh.
4: I you had know, the same kinda, thing.
0: I it was a really cool game for, like, 15 hours. But then, like, after that, it's like, oh, I'm doing the same thing over and over again.
1: <laughs> I, I really liked it. I just felt like the uh, the encounters were too close together. Like, there wasn't enough of that, like, Breath of the Wild. Like, I get lost in the wilderness moments. Like, I'd start writing, and then I'd get Mongols come. And then, like, two minutes later, Mongols come. It was like, that was my only real complaint. Otherwise, like, such good combat. It's, it's a great game. I think Ghost of Tsushima 2 could be. Could be dope. Uh, guys, have you ever heard of a, a little game called Stalker 2? No.
0: Nah. Yes. Yeah. What's that?
1: Probably not even going to come out this year, let's be honest. They, they At first yeah. they were like, quarter one, and then they delayed it. I know. There, yeah. there's, there's a lot of extenuating circumstances. I'm going to give it to them. It's okay. I wish they wouldn't put out release dates or even release windows yeah. until they know they can do it. But uh, they did done. say the final release date is in September, so... Yeah, I don't know. Pretty far and away. All the early previews from like I think it was last summer were like it's kind of rough and buggy, but it feels like Stalker. It's got that old school hardcore like Stalker game stuff. So I'm like, oh,
0: this could I be good. I have ca-
2: cautious optimism, but I'm very ready to play a new Stalker game. That's such a unique, such a, everything about Stalker is such a unique experience. So it's exciting they're making a new one, and I can play it with a controller. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know why do that. I, That's just
1: like, I, that's, that's heresy, my friend. Um, I don't know why that bothers you. It, it, it really bothers I like me.
2: to sit on the TV on the couch sometimes, okay. do I always want a
1: mouse keyboard. That's true. That's true. That's fair. Okay. Let me, okay. Let's do something interesting. Let's, let's change lanes really quick. One big prediction. Orin, I got a doozy for you because Kevin already stole mine because apparently it was right. So I should win that, but I didn't announce it, so I don't, I lose, (laughs) but here's what I say, okay? At the end of Avowed, Avowed will end with a cliffhanger, right? A cliffhanger and Avowed, in the Pillars of Eternity universe. At the Game Awards, big trailer, Pillars of Eternity 3, Phil Spencer, Josh Sawyer, come out on stage with, you know, that that douchebag. And uh, they talk for 25 (laughs) minutes about Pillars of Eternity 3, oh my God, turn-based, coming out, ball 2025 it's in the bag that's there's like 16 it- different conditions on this so if i win <laughs> Oren, you're buying me a cheeseburger
0: no, that's fine it's such like a specific prediction that i might buy you two cheeseburgers okay two cheeseburgers do, do you that, think
2: uh, that it'll be like it'll be like xbox's Baldur's Gate? like they're gonna try and go for the big presentation and big sell
1: i think the presentation will be dramatically ramped up Fully three D turn based combat. For it didn't have or it had both. Uh, it, it, yeah. And yes, it'll be much more. It'll have the presentation that looks a lot more like a Vowed, at least in terms of the dialogue and stuff. Yeah.
0: Is this? Okay. Uh, would that? Would this game be that big a splash? I'm sorry if I'm out of the loop. Pillars of the uh, no, theory.
1: I don't think it would be that big of a splash. Well, uh, I'd be stoked. Yeah.
2: So here's the 2024 thing. It could be because Baldur's Gate is, you know, huge. So maybe.
1: But hmm. nobody bought hmm. the, the previous game, so... Or I guess it eventually sold well, but it didn't sell very well in the beginning. I just
2: think the, the market's changed.
1: Yeah.
0: Huh. Who's going to go right. next? Should I go next?
1: <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, let's, uh, let's go clockwise, if, assuming we're all seeing the same windows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just do hyper-specific uh, to my taste, but... Um, yeah, IO Interactive, they're going to reveal their James Bond game during Summer Game Fest. It's not going to come out until next year, and it's literally just going to be Hitman with James Bond. <laughs> That's really? my prediction. I think oh, it's literally okay. just going to be Hitman with James Bond. Uh, I could be wrong. It could They could do a different gameplay loop, but I think James Bond as a franchise fits so well into Agent 47's style of sandbox gameplay. Um, especially since James Bond, one of his trademarks is that he has a lot of gadgets that he uses to achieve success in his mission. So I feel like they're just going to, yeah, they're just going to supplant the Hitman formula and yeah, just have it just be in James Bond trappings and I'm going to be here for it. Um, if they make a more normal game, that's cool, but I kind of just want them to do more Hitman. So my big prediction, Summer Game Fest reveal for a 2025, early 2025 release date. And it's going to be Hitman-style James Bond from IO Interactive. That's what I'm predicting.
3: Cool. All
2: right, I like it. And am I, or am I the next no, clockwise? No, you're not. Oh, <laughs> so me? I'm not saying that, we're not seeing the same. same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I am seeing the
3: same, luckily. <laughs> All right, my prediction. I think the Switch 2 will come out. But it will still be underpowered to even. I think the rumors it's supposed to be like PS4, uh, be PS4. Xbox yeah. One powered, but it'll still be just not quite there, and that's the Switch too, unfortunately. Hell yeah! <laughs> as long as it yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna, get yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna get one anyways. Yeah, yeah, I'll get one. <laughs> Need one. Can't can't take those 20 FPS Pokemon games anymore, man. Oof. Oof.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Okay, right, so I I have my wish, which is not going to happen, but I'm just going to just say it because I want it to happen. If I could, if I could have anything right now, I want uh, Larian's next game to be a Mass Effect universe game. That's not going to mm-hmm. ever happen, but like a CRPG <laughs> in the Mass Effect universe, like Baldur's Gate style, that. like yeah. give me that. Yeah. Give me that, please. Turn-based yeah, combat. Yeah, sure. Isometric. Yeah, I'll take it. But with like a with like a shooty system with Overwatch, like make it like Gears Tactics kind of combat or XCOM or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I'd take that. Like that would be badass. Like that'd be better like, than make Mass this Attack. happen. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody, do this, please. <laughs> can we, EA, like, can we make this happen, please. So yeah. I think a more grounded and realistic expectation will be, well, maybe not that grounded. Maybe a, still a wish list, but could ha- could happen. Is Xbox is gonna make a new hex and they're gonna make a triple A hex and I think they're gonna they're gonna have a a boomer sci-fi Quake and they're gonna have whatever boomer whatever you want to call it. uh Hexen fantasy game and I'm like, who would the developer be? I was like, who could it be? I'm like, could it be the Coalition? Mm, probably working on Gear Six. Mm, not. Probably also not um, ID if they're, if they're making Quake. and Machine Games is making Indiana Jones. Who else is left? Rare? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I <have no> <laughs> oh, Rare! Wow. Remember the how first... they're working on like some yeah.
1: other Perfect Dark? What's Rare doing? Oh yeah, what happened? Oh, to no, Perfect that's, Dark? that's another studio. <laughs>
3: Perfect there Dark is Dark coming out. Yeah, that's that's not Coalition, but it's another one of their. It's elements. like the Ascend. Oh, it's, it's not like rare. That's right. It's a new studio. Yeah, it's yeah rare I could go
1: knock on the door and be like, "Guys, what's going on?"
0: You should. <laughs> I heard that games in chaos <laughs> and development. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I. Uh, but
2: uh, yeah, I want I Hexen know. by Xbox. Hexenbox box doesn't work, but I, 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 that would be cool. Cool. I will right.
0: say that I, I think that um, to throw in an extra big prediction, I think there finally is going to be Banjo Kazooie. It's coming back. Baron coming back. What do we think? Yeah?
3: Banjo Kazooie? No. I guess yeah. Xbox needs like that family friendly platformer.
0: Yeah. Do they have one?
3: Not really. Super Lucky's Tale? I don't think that counts. It doesn't count. <laughs>
0: so, um, what do you think about
2: yeah. this trend wise? Will genres that have been, I don't know, less popular come back? 4X, RTS, fighting games, CRPG, all of these games that have been kind of on the periphery, maybe we'll come back to the center again. Um, I do think, I mean, obviously Ballersgate, right? And I also right. think fighting games have been becoming more popular. There's a lot of hype. Street Fighter 6 had some pretty good. It was the biggest launch on PC, I know, at least. And I think Tekken has, like, tons of hype behind it. Tekken 8, so... Kind of hoping that we'll see. I think it's cool to have more varied genres. Not everything just be a shooter game, even though I like those. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like a, I, a good more variance.
0: I just can't believe how like popular dark fantasies become. Like I mean, Elden Ring and then Baldur's Gate Three. It's just, yeah, people just are all in on dark fa- dark fantasy right now. It seems like.
2: Yeah. it's awkward.
3: True. True. I also feel like there's a lot more people playing games, so maybe they okay. they got in uh and yeah you, you have the shooter crowd like the call of duty crowd that always sells into sports games crowd but now more folks are willing to try new stuff uh like the C- CCGs, the uh the 4x's rts i think right. should make a comeback soon like everybody has a pc now that can run an rts so
2: yeah give me like a true starcraft game game with that quality stormgate right. the... okay
3: yeah, yeah uh, by Cross Giant, that that the old happen. the old StarCraft guys. Yeah, what, what what's out? the
0: biggest RTS oh. right now? I like the biggest the
1: RTS right now. StarCraft two. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. probably. <laughs> Is it Not, just like, StarCraft two? What's what's the biggest point and click adventure right now? It's like unfortunately, <laughs> I know, right? No real answer. Um, it's so uh, funny uh, the be... bad genre. Oh. Wait,
0: that genre. Probably that. Company of what's Heroes what's came
1: it? out last year. Company of Heroes three, and that was pretty. Reasonably well received. I I got it with my. I haven't tried it, but it came with my new processor. Probably should <laughs> Who play did the
2: um? Wolf, who did the Wolf Among Us and the Zombie?
1: Telltale. Adventure Telltale.
2: Game? Telltale. They made an Expanse game. Did you know that?
1: Yeah, they're even... they're making games. Yeah. <laughs> They've like <Yeah>. reformed <laughs> Zombie Telltale.
4: Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> trippy. Um. All right. All right. Just for fun, let's talk about our totally speculative predictions for our personal favorite games of the year. And I'm gonna put this in with a prediction about a game that has not been announced. You ready? Go for My it. favorite game of the year, when it comes to next, uh, late December, early January, we're talking about these things, is gonna be a yet announced indie immersive sim that, that nails everything that Deus Ex and System Shock 2 did, but like feels good, because those games don't really feel good. And um, mm-hmm. has an awesome coherent, and cohesive art style, and it's gonna it's gonna light up the nerds. So it's only gonna sell like ten thousand copies. But um,
4: <laughs>
1: but uh that's my prediction. I don't know what the name is gonna be. I, I can't predict the name. But that's it. A, a yet announced indie immersive sim in the vein of System Shock Two and Deus Ex.
3: Hmm. I dig it. Okay.
2: I I'm, yeah. Sorry,
3: yeah. I was gonna say I'm looking forward to that too. I have a special place in my heart for Deus Ex, and we need more of those. Uh, we do, it's like really. the Holy
1: Grail of uh, indie games, like or of indie and immersive Sims, because they're all they're doing like Thief and kind of more primitive stuff. But I want to see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. A game that if you go into the women's bathroom one time, the rest of the game they chastise you for it constantly. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> great. <laughs> Those kind of details. So it's really funny. <laughs> I've never beat well, that game. One
0: you day, ought to.
2: Oh, one day I will. One day. I will.
0: Well, kevin what's your uh what do you think is going to be your game of the year i mean i don't, don't know I,
2: I, like don't I, I don't
1: say it don't say
4: it don't
0: say it to be our thir- i'm just qualifying
1: dlcs this year those are those are not
0: <laughs> that would be, be crazy because because um uh, Samson, I don't know if you know this, but like the, our last two game of the years were from software games. We gave uh, it to Armored Core last year, and the year before that was Elden Ring. So if we gave Elden Ring again. Elden. It would be like, over yeah. to the
2: left of me. Samson is a like large Dark Souls three pre-order collector's edition statue that I have. So That's like awesome. I'm a huge FromSoft like mega <laughs> like so. That thing's like, two
1: meters people- tall, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> that would be badass if it won. It'd be awesome. <laughs> I have space for that in my
2: house, but that'd be that'd be really cool. But um, I also like always am wondering what are the next games because they work on like three games at once. So I'm like, what else are they doing at the Game Awards? Miyazaki said, "We're we're like we're, we we know we can make a game much more exciting and like better than this." When they're talking about Elden Ring. I'm like, okay, bam. <laughs> what do you, what do you, go, what do you guys collect? yeah. Tell <laughs> I'm ready for it. What do you got? So I'm I'm hoping for like maybe some something that will fuse the scale of Elden Ring with the combat of Sekiro, and they can make some like just truly next gen experience that only could, ex- could exist on modern consoles in terms of game design. Who knows, man? Fromsoft is always surprising. So like I have no idea. But I, I wonder if they'll say su- they'll have something else other than just their their DLC this year. I also want a next nice Capcom uh, Resident Evil. I know we just got RE four, but the uh, Village Team, who is from what I understand is a separate developer, is working on. You know, it's been a while. They've probably at least announced something this year. Right? They're working
1: on the next piece of malware they're gonna infect our PCs with. <laughs> with all that, uh,
0: but Orin must be excited about that, right? I think Resident Evil. I think yeah, it's uh, I don't think that's gonna come out though this year. I think it's gonna be like my prediction. Yeah. I guess this is another big prediction, but I think they're gonna announce the next Resident Evil game also at summer game fest and it's going to be for like a may 2025 release date that's my prediction
2: so can i have a side tangent which is unrelated to this but i just thought about it and i think it makes me it makes me laugh a little bit so i can can i just tell you so aaron Go said for it. aaron wants me to play hitman freelancer do it okay but <laughs> i will play hitman freelancer if or if you play baller's gate 3 do we have a deal.
0: I guess we're <laughs> never, never going to play. You're never going to play Hitman Freelancer. Oh, Orin, funny. there's
2: a character in Baldur's Gate 3 named Orin. True. And yeah. she's voiced uh, I, by the Lady Domitrescu actress.
0: Uh, I feel no. like you have to play
2: this game now, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I, sh- I should. I-, I should play Baldur's Gate three. You guys aren't even like e- even pestering me that much. It's my sister who's pestering me a lot. She's like, oh. "Why haven't you played Baldur's Gate yet?" <laughs> She's <laughs> always doing. She has like over two hundred thirty hours at this point. It's insane. But uh, yeah, it was yeah. Yours. Hmm. That's awesome, Samson. What do you happen. think is going to be your game of the year?
3: Okay. Well, of all the games, I'm most hyped for. I don't think. They're going to have me, like, like blow me away. But for some reason, I have this this little voice in the back of my head saying that you're really going to enjoy Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League whenever you get around oh, to it. I dig it. it. Like, I dig it. Like, I, I'm definitely <laughs> not going to get it when it comes out. But uh, just, like, it's a busy time. <laughs> but I'll pick it up when it goes on sale. I'm sure my buddies will, too. And then we're going to have, like, such a good time just grinding, like, just shooting, shooting the bosses and experiencing the story. Like, um, Yeah, for some reason, I just feel like I'm going to really enjoy that. I just don't think it will launch very well because of all the negative press and all that coming yeah. towards it with the weird year-long delay as well last year. But for some reason, I just feel like it's going to hit all the right things for me. It's multiplayer, it's a shooter, it's colorful, it's got... Beautiful graphics and, and a, definitely going to be a cool story. For some reason, I just feel like it's going to end up being, yeah, my game of the year, but we'll see. And at the end of the year, <laughs> the year is young.
0: <laughs> the year is young. Nice. Yeah, that I is. I also want Death Stranding 2. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah <let's laughs> oh, That's OD. Yeah, probably. <laughs> OD I'm
3: really excited for that.
2: Me too.
0: Yeah, OD is the too. one that I'm excited for. Oh, yeah.
3: What yeah. is it, though? What is it? Horror <laughs> That's game. What it's going to be, right, it's right. Gonna be Travis a. Travis was
1: like, oh, you like that? All that gameplay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's yeah, going to yeah. be something
3: you've never experienced. It's like, oh, no, okay. All right. Yeah, <laughs> have Honestly,
0: not. If, if they just did, like, a four-hour-long horror game that is just so unplayably scary that just beating the game is its own reward, I would be so for that. Oh, you know what like I Like mean? Amnesia the Bunker? Like mm. Amnesia the Bunker, Exactly. <laughs> A game I still have not played. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm such a bad Aaron gamer. Uh, um, but gosh, like what what would be my like I actually did not write this down, so I'm like totally firing from the mm-hmm. hip, but I think uh I think I might join Kevin. I think it's going to be Shadow of the Earth Tree. I think I'm going to play yeah. it. I think it's going to be like Mike's cheering gonna, right now, trust me. <laughs> <and> Mike's cheering. <laughs> yeah. I think it's I think It's going to be up there with the old hunters in terms of just like this game that elevates the original game where it's really just the best content in the game. Because if you played Bloodborne, the original campaign of Bloodborne is amazing, but it's really the DLC that really elevated it to like one of my favorite games of all time. So I really Mm. think this DLC might be that it's going to just take the uh framework of the original elden ring and just do some really cool things with it like especially with the storytelling i'm really excited to see like what's what michael is all about and i'm I'm just excited to explore that world more i think i'm ready to get back into it i think it's been long enough where i haven't touched it where if i picked it back up again it would feel like a new experience so yeah i think shadow of the earth tree could be my game of the year so that's what i'm gonna predict if it comes out, I think
2: if it comes out I think they're gonna do they're gonna do some small like but explicit reference to Dark Souls and they're gonna link the
1: universe. I just, just I'm just waiting for
2: it. I'm like, I know it's gonna happen. I think it will.
1: Hmm. I think it will. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What if they link it to Sekiro instead? I
2: would be interesting. I'd be like, oh, these are different publishers. That's an interesting <laughs> Oh, yeah. <video."> yeah. <laughs> bold move. Bold
4: move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: R- remember in uh the first Dark Souls, the Bloodborne characters in the DLC? I thought yeah. that was cool. <laughs> that was awesome.
2: And he even has the quick step when you fight him, he has his own animations. Mm. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, yeah I, it's Chester. funny because I played through Dark Souls and the DLC for the first time, I think, like last year or something. Mm. And the year before. Or the year right before, after I'm World sorry. And... Yeah, and I th- just it was fun playing that because uh, you could see like the seeds of Bloodborne in that DLC a lot. Like oh yeah, yeah, big time. The so. combat,
2: the pace of it, too, the way the way Artorias fights, the speed
0: of him. Totally. Oh yeah, Artorias definitely. He's like the first Bloodborne boss. It felt like. Um, yeah, he definitely is. <clears throat> yeah, so th- that's my prediction. Um, Shadow of the Earth Tree. I think that this will be the maybe the first year where a DLC wins my Game of the Year. So <laughs> hell, yeah. yeah, I'm on board,
1: mm. <laughs> mm. all right, all right, interesting, um, Samson, I don't know if uh if we prep you for this last segment, but oh. every episode we do a personal wreck, it could be you know. Learn how to make French omelets or floss your teeth or go see this movie or here's a TV show I'm watching or a video game I'm playing or a habit I picked up. Anything you want, right? (laughs) I won't put you on the spot in case you weren't prepped for this. But uh, I'll go quickly. Sure. Here's the scene. Uh, Imagine a nice, tranquil garden with a pool in the middle and a bunch of kids playing in the (laughs) pool. And then off in the distance, you see one column of smoke. And then, and then another column of smoke slowly approaching. And you can just kind of hear dogs barking and people screaming and gunshots just barely over the, the hum of the gentle family playing in the pool having a picnic with their friends. Um, and then imagine that... Uh, well, I guess I'll say no more. The, the Zone of Interest is a movie about the Commandant <laughs> of Auschwitz. And uh, I am describing a scene from the film that I think gives you an idea of what to expect. Uh, it's a it's a powerful film. It's not, I would say, an entertaining movie. It's from Jonathan Glazier, whose previous film was probably my favorite of the, the last decade, Under the Skin. And uh, Sexy Beast is incredible. I've never seen Birth. I need to rectify that. Uh, he's only made four films. He apparently makes roughly a, a film a decade. So this is the one. It's in theaters now. You can see it. I'm sure it'll be streaming in the near future. But... Of all the movies I've seen probably in the last 10 years, I would say this movie really benefits from seeing in the theaters because of the sound design. Like, the sound design is the movie almost more than what you're seeing on the screen. And I don't know if it would have the same effect in... Even with a really good sound system, I I think you're going to lose something that's really kind of crucial to this film. But, you know, see it how you can or how you prefer, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty good
0: yeah i'd say like the opening scene especially like seeing that in a theater is really important um just the way it uses sound in just the literally the first couple minutes of the movie i think is vital in the theater yeah i, I saw that movie too and i i really i really liked it and i i definitely endorse that recommendation
3: what is the movie called um, again i think i missed it
0: the zone of interest and uh, the only reason why I was giggling when Aaron was introducing is because I I was like, oh, I know what he's talking about. So I started giggling. But like the actual movie is really harrowing and it's like about the Holocaust. And it's about like, as Aaron said, it's about like how easy it is to to kind of like um, suppress the horrors that like the whole foundation of your life is built upon. And it uses sound design to do that. But it's mm-hmm. a very compelling film and I highly recommend it
3: on my list love a good sound design in a movie
0: yeah i, I guess I'll, i guess i'll piggyback off of that and recommend i'm actually going to recommend two tv shows um one oh oh sorry did i break a rule Aaron? no no, no rule? i'm just
1: surprised I, I felt like you had abandoned tv for a while but i'm glad <laughs> to see you back.
0: i'm back i am back on the tv train um well my favorite tv show that i've watched recently is The Curse which is a Showtime TV show. You can, I believe, watch it on Paramount+. Plus. Um, it's a collaboration between Benny Safdie and Nathan Fielder. Benny Safdie of the Safdie brothers did Good Time and Uncut Gems. Nathan Fielder, he he's did the rehearsal. He did Nathan for You. So these are like two mega talents working together with Emma Stone, too, who is also one of the best actresses of her generation. But it's a really fascinating show because it's only 10 episodes long and it, it's it's just about like this like couple that are like the, the the ultimate white saviors they like go to like this poor community in new mexico and they're trying to do these eco-friendly sh- uh homes and they're doing a tv show about it but the <laughs> but the show it just like dissects white saviorism and so it's some really cringe ways it's like incredibly cringe to watch but the show also goes goes places in ways that reminds me of Twin Peaks, the return. Um, like it, it really feels like the tone can go any different direction every episode. And it gets like weird and surreal and supernatural. It's a great show. Uh, I've been thinking about it a lot. And uh, I, I just like watching a TV show. That's not just your typical HBO prestige t- television. Cause I think when you watch television, you're like, Oh, everything has to be the Sopranos or everything has to be breaking bad or everything has to be game of Thrones. The way this show is shot, like, they always use long lenses, so it feels like you're, like, listening in onto conversations. It's, like, shot very unconventionally, and it's it's also just, like, a show where all of the characters are, like, terrible people, (laughs) and I just, like, think that's, like, a really interesting approach to drama where you're, like, watching these characters who are, like, people you would never want to hang out with because they're, like, such trash, but you're still fascinated by what you're watching, so... I really recommend The Curse. Um, the second show I'm going to recommend is Fargo, season five. Um, mm. They just wrapped up the season, I believe, like last week. It's not quite on the same level as The Curse, in my opinion, but I still think it's probably prestige television at its best. i um, kind of speaking about it inversely. Um, Just because I think Fargo as a TV show is always in danger of just being the Coen Brothers movie, but longer. And it emulates the style a little too much. But I think season five is arguably the best season just because I feel like it really Mm -hmm. found an identity outside of just the Coen Brothers movie. And it feels more like a microcosm of certain social issues that are happening happening in America right now but explored through like the co-inverse of, of the Fargo movie. Um, so I, I think that's really interesting. Like a lot of the show is about, um, a lot of the show is kind of like about Trump's America and like right-wing ideology, but, and, but specifically the part that's about misogyny and the show kind of unpacks that in a way that I thought was really compelling and interesting. And it also has like an interesting take on like biblical revenge and all of that stuff and what does that mean in this context today so it's very old testament but it's very contemporary i recommend fargo season five so those are my two recommendations the curse and fargo season five you could watch fargo season five on hulu so
3: cool do you have to watch season one to four to know what goes on in season five really oh okay. that's
0: a great that's a great question um every season of Fargo is its own story so you can like jump in where whenever where wherever you want like my favorite season of the show is two and sometimes I just recommend two to people like oh I want to get into Fargo like what, what should I just watch it from the beginning sometimes I'm just like oh just watch two first just because that season's was great. the best one so cool I'll definitely check yeah. it out yeah i think two and five are kind of like neck and neck for my favorite i really liked mm. those two I, I did not like four mm. i thought four i kind of fell off the show a bit but um the first two seasons are incredible season three is pretty good but like mm. not quite there in my opinion and i think five is is definitely the best since the first two and mm. arguably better debatably i need to let it sit but it's really good yeah.
2: Awesome. I'm so curious okay. about that show. Yeah, like, does that have anything to do with the movie? Like, does it have Mr. Lunderg, yeah. like Jerry Lunderg? No, Oh, it does.
1: It's no. thematically like the movie. It's sort of like stylistically and thematically, but it's they're totally different stories. Hmm. We're not a bank, Jerry.
2: Like that.
0: Kind of <laughs> <laughs> it, it's really, it's really fascinating because it, it, ta- the, the whole concept of the show is, what if we made a TV show that took place in the Fargo universe, but it's not mm. directly inspired like it by the story so but that's what i love about it because there's a lot of references to the coen brothers movies there's references to inside mm. leon davis big lebowski a serious man fargo no country for old men um even when they introduce the john ham character in this season he even uses like the voiceover from no country for old men basically and there's a part when mm. the main character in the season like looks up at the sky and she's like, "And it's a beautiful day," just like in the movie Fargo. So, <laughs> if you love the Coen Brothers, it's it's a really good um, it's a really good show to get into. It's just a little inconsistent. Mm.
4: Mm. Definitely do. i
2: mean they of watching True Grit actually. I haven't seen that. I saw a clip from it and I was like, "Oh, this just looks really good." See, yeah, I should watch this.
0: True Grit's good. It's it's not one of my favorites to be honest. It's like more lower tier for me, but it's it's mm. still worth a watch. I mean. I think I've only dis- disliked like two Coen brothers movies. <laughs> They're generally really good and they always hit for the most part. So you can't really go wrong if you see their, their, um, their name in the credits. Yeah. Cool. Definitely.
2: So, uh, I had a couple of things I didn't recommend, but I actually just like this recommendation better. Um, I just recommend people try CRPGs. I I've been really enjoying that, playing them again <laughs> recently, and uh, it's a genre that like I it's kind of been gone. I think this is like totally in the spirit of Aaron, where Aaron's been playing recently. Um, I know you're Aaron. You've been playing a lot of um, what's it call, which you haven't got to even like really talk about too much. Underrail.
1: Right? Oh, Underrail, yeah. Which except I it, didn't played. Occasionally sing its praises, but yeah.
2: You do occasionally, but uh, it's been fun to play because it it's been a genre I really haven't played since like Dragon Age Origins. That was forever ago. So it's been fun to play them again and, and enjoy them again. It's just a lot of uh fun different way to play RPGs. Um, which has been primarily action RPGs for me, mm-hmm. which I love, but it's another other way to enjoy it. So uh yeah. I had some stuff I had to watch, but I was like, nah, I'm just gonna do this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll play Baldur's Gate. Jeez. <laughs> you yes. gonna play it? Making eye contact when <laughs> giving that recommendation.
2: I <laughs> yeah, I wasn't I wasn't actually trying to tell you to play it at all, but I oh, have at yeah. it, man. That's why, I think, Kevin, you had your own journey
1: left. where you were like, do I like CRPGs, like maybe the last few months? And then you're like, yeah, I do.
2: Yeah, I did. Um, because I I have my frustrations with them sometimes, but I do really, really like them a lot. There's a lot, there's a lot of really cool things that they do, very uniquely. Mm. It's a lot of fun to be had there.
0: I, d- I did love um, Disco Elysium, for what it's worth. I thought that game's yeah. writing was really compelling, so... There is like a deep down in my soul there is some CRPG there, I promise. <laughs>
2: mm. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's like the it's like the precursor to the immersive sim. So. Yeah, yeah I, right.
1: I mean, sure yeah. historically speaking, yeah. Um, yeah, it's I never really even played them before, so like like other than playing Divinity Original Sin in 2017 and uh what Wasteland three a couple like like I didn't really even get into them till like last year and I'm like oh yeah this is what I've been missing because I was like interacting with RPGs is like I got my Souls games and my MMOs and like neither and then you you know the occasional JRPG and none of those were scratching this particular itch that, that that had been hidden inside me so
2: you should play Kotor uh,
1: Ooh, I like uh, yeah I'll KOTOR. check it out once I've finished my eighteen game long backlog that I'm <laughs> committed to
3: uh, yeah. kid, I'm kidding but uh. Samson. All right. all right. I've been holding on to the edge of my seat. All this, okay. <laughs> all this TV show talk got me, got me thinking uh, as, as everyone was discussing. I was thinking. And I'm going to recommend another TV show. Uh, one that I am, yeah, I would say I'm a big fan of. Uh, so before uh, my current job, I used to work in schools as a special uh, need support or special support uh, aid for classrooms. And the show I'm gonna recommend is called Abbott Elementary. Uh, might have heard of oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. It's blowing oh, up a lot. We've done work for that show. Whoa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's, that's long story. But. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, um, the uh, I, I think a lot of their 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 actors and actresses won awards this past award season, or are still winning awards. So, uh, yeah. Like, so, so the show's well recognized. It's it's a good show. Um, if I had to describe it, uh, it's like Brooklyn Nine Nine, but with a better message in the end. Like there's actual commentary on social issues, on uh, sensitive issues like religion and um, genders and uh, like society and social economic levels. So I think the way that the show it's a comedy, it weaves in those messages and those that commentary is very cool and impressive and I don't see it done much often on something that is that everybody or most people go through is public school. Um, so I'm a really big fan of that show like a lot of their messaging is reflective of my experience working in the public school system. Uh, I think all the actors and actresses do do an amazing job. Um, it's like genuinely funny and in the moments that it needs to be uh heartfelt or sensitive it does a good job of letting that breathe and doesn't play anything like that off as a joke um so yeah i would recommend abbott elementary they're like 20 minute episodes uh i watch it on disney plus in canada i don't know where it's streaming in in the states but i i highly recommend it it's really enjoyable and uh yeah big congrats to all the uh recognition they're getting um abbott elementary i think their third season's coming out very soon too i just caught up on the second season and and it's yeah really cool really cool show highly recommend
0: i've been like meaning i've been meaning to watch that show but like fun fact i also used to work in education Mm -hmm. as well Uh, i actually worked it as like a special needs uh teacher's assistant as well or you know similar (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah so uh i i've i've always been like curious to watch that show because the way people talk about it makes me go like oh like finally like an interesting like look at education because i feel like we don't really get that but uh i just haven't i just haven't pulled the trigger mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm glad that you recommended it because it, it's, it's inspiring me to watch it yeah. yeah
3: yeah well it's it's it definitely makes you think it's like a show that's not I, I wouldn't say it's like a must watch but if if that kind of commentary issues like like we now that we've learned, we both have a common thread there. Like I, I think you'll get a lot more out of it than, than someone who maybe hasn't worked in education or around kids, but right. yeah, I can only speak from, from my perspective. Right. So definitely. Oh, cool. All right. Well, that
1: is a pod. I think, I think it's uh, it's in it's sealed. Kevin, you can stamp it. Uh, <laughs> we'll a little it. thing I like to say right now is uh, Madden. We love you right you guys love madden The yeah. yeah, like, coach Sorry. we I love madden yeah okay. <laughs> madden produced Not- the music that you hear at the beginning oh. of this
0: track or uh, in the podcast yes. shout the, out to, madden. Shout, oh, out to madden shout out to madden it was, it was just uh, funny on Aaron said he's like madden i love you i love you madden <laughs> I,
1: I love to make it as creepy as possible because i know Madden uh, uh, appreciates that so uh you, you know it's uh it's just for fun but um yeah, Samson, so awesome to have you on the pod. Thank you. I'm glad we got you. It was really cool meeting and hanging out with you. Two different days we got to spend time together yeah. in uh, Los Angeles. And uh can you tell the folks where to where to link up with you, hook, you know, find you?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um my podcast, you can find me at Grow Up Level Up on all the socials. That includes X, TikTok, Instagram, uh, I think that's it actually. (laughs) Uh, So on all the socials at grow up level up, uh, if you want to connect with me directly, my handle is at Samson XP on all the socials. I believe I had to add a little underscore on Twitter or X. Uh, My DMS are open. I'm super happy to connect with anybody and everybody. I just love meeting people who are passionate about video games and making cool podcasts like this. So Aaron or and Kevin, thank you so much for having me on. And yeah, it was a pleasure uh, meeting you guys in LA as well. One more plug: If you want to uh, listen to at Grow Up Level Up or Grow Up Level Up, my podcast, you can find it GrowUpLevelUp.com or search Grow Up Level Up on all the podcasts and YouTube. We do have a YouTube version. Uh, and let me know what you think. Uh, if you ever want to come on and be a guest and talk about the games that helped you grow up and the games that you play today, uh, definitely uh, hit me up on anywhere. Uh, but also check out grow up level up on youtube and podcasts and aaron Oren and kevin you're always welcome on grow up level up as well awesome thank you
0: that's good it yeah. that was a pleasure samson thanks so much for coming on
3: yeah. yeah all right well
1: uh that's 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 it for the books and uh we're out of here samson hope to see you again soon and uh you guys are looking so handsome today it just it bothers me you know i gotta look at this face i'm pointing at myself for for two hours and then i look at you guys and i just feel a little bad you know what i'm saying but but i'm, I'm proud of you all and uh, we look great we're at, too yeah you look great right there we're out we're here i'm kidding but uh all right that, that, that's it adios <laughs>